Welcome back to episode 34 of Insects for Fun. I'm your host, as always, Mitchell Logan. And today, we're talking about mole crickets. But before we get into that, I have a quick PSA. So I got messaged through the Facebook account asking where people can send me questions or topics they would like to learn about. And the answer is my email, which is still insectsfordummies at gmail.com. I really do welcome requests and, of course, listener stories if you have any. Now, let's get back to the program. Mole crickets are in the family Grylotalpidae, and there are approximately 107 species known today, but I'm sure there are many more. These crickets are found all over the world, and they are all well-equipped for life underground. As you might expect, mole crickets get their name because they spend a good majority of their life in a series of burrows all made for various purposes. In fact, they start digging as soon as they hatch from their eggs, because this is where their lives start. They don't just act like a mole though, they're also built like a mole too, with very strong forearms that are shaped like the paws of a mole. This is a great example of a biological term known as convergent evolution. This simply means species from different origins have evolved similar traits because of a shared environment. In this case, that environment would be life underground. And as it turns out, wide forearms with short appendages make for great digging tools. They don't have legs built for jumping, so you won't see them jump much, if ever. Unlike more traditional crickets, their whole body is built for pushing and moving through dirt, but many of them can fly and even swim, which is honestly quite remarkable. Adult mole crickets are typically between 1 and 2 inches long, or 3 and 5 centimeters. They have cylindrical bodies with an armored head and thorax, which probably act like a miner's hard helmet. They also surprisingly have two sets of wings, the forewings, which are what you immediately see, and then the hindwings, which are hidden underneath but often much longer. I've never actually seen one fly before, but I guess it usually happens with females after sunset or very early in the morning. These crickets are attracted to light, so if you live in an area that has mole crickets, you can usually find them near well-lit areas at nighttime. They're also pretty buoyant, which is how they can swim. Now the reason they're buoyant is because they have small hairs covering their body which trap air, and they use their shovel-like forearms to paddle water. Earlier, I briefly mentioned the tunnel systems these crickets live in, but now I'm going to actually dig into that information. Mole crickets make a variety of tunnels depending on what it is they're doing. For example, when a mole cricket is foraging for food, they often make tunnels close to the surface, and you can actually see these tunnels in sandy or soft soils. If the male mole crickets are looking to attract a female, then they make a very different kind of tunnel, which actually acts like a horn to amplify their songs. The entrance is much wider than a normal one, and it narrows into a chamber referred to as a bulb. It's kind of shaped like a bulb, which is I guess why they name it that, but it's really just an acoustic room used to amplify the cricket's song. The mole crickets don't actually face the opening of their tunnels while calling for a mate and the innermost end of the bulb is typically just a wall of dirt. If there are any additions to the structure, they branch off from the midsection of the bulb, at least from what we know based on European mole crickets. Some mole crickets even make two openings that both lead to one tunnel. This is commonly seen in tawny mole crickets and the African mole crickets. 
The tunnels these crickets make for singing work so well that you can actually hear them from 600 meters away. Each species of mole cricket has its own chirp, but they tend to be one pitch, and this is then modulated at different speeds. Many mole crickets keep their song around 3 kilohertz, but of different speeds for which it's oscillated. I'll play you an example now. These crickets actually rival cicadas for how loud they are. In my episode on cicadas, we learned that those bugs can sing at around 90 decibels. And as it turns out, they're not the only ones. A research article published about noise mechanics in mole crickets stated that the loudest mole cricket song in their study was recorded at 92 decibels, and that was from one meter away. That's louder than a lawnmower. If you're near one, you can actually feel the ground vibrate because of how powerful the song is. In the popular series Animal Crossing, you can find mole crickets by following the song. It's quite loud and gets louder the closer you get, at which point you have to dig a hole and it pops out. Now, depending on your beliefs or even your profession, the mole cricket will have various meanings, from a huge pain to delicacy, or even a weather forecaster. People who work on golf courses or outdoor sports fields and turf management think of mole crickets as a bane to their existence due to the nature of herbivorous mole crickets feeding on the root systems of turf grass. Now, it's not just about killing the grass, but also making the turf less flat, which causes performance issues, especially on golf courses. These damages are often caused by invasive mole crickets, which have managed to get around the world with the help of ships. In Florida, for example, there are at least three different invasive mole crickets that are responsible for a lot of destruction on turf grass, and even the yards of residents. And one of them, called the southern mole cricket, is actually carnivorous and makes burrows in the ground to find worms, grubs, and other small critters hiding in the dirt. If you happen to be in Thailand, Vietnam, or the Philippines, then you might find mole crickets to be a great source of vitamins and protein. Mole crickets make for various meals in these countries, from being shallow fried or baked to stir fried. In Pampanga, Philippines, mole crickets are a staple the same way cheese is popular in Wisconsin and are used in a variety of dishes, including a crispy snack to pair with beer. In the Philippines, it's known as Kamaru. And if you see anything with that name, then it's sure to have mole crickets. Now, if you're curious about the health benefits, one of my first episodes on this podcast was about entomophagy, and I go into all the details. In Latin America, mole crickets are believed to be both a sign of good luck and a weather forecaster. If you find one in your house, it's perceived as a good omen. And if you see them making many tunnels, you should expect rain in the near future. I personally don't quite understand the rain, because mole crickets will be digging regardless of the weather. But who knows? What I do know is that increased moisture in soil causes increased surface tunneling, as found in a study done by North Carolina University's Department of Entomology. So perhaps this has something to do with it. Now, before you fly away, I have one thing to say, and that's to consider rating and reviewing this podcast on whatever platform you listen to, if you're enjoying it. It really helps the show reach more people, and it helps me know who's an engaged listener. If you'd like to check out the Instagram page and or the Facebook page, you can find the links to those in the episode description. And of course, 
you can send an email to insectsfordummies at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and you'll hear from me next week.